0: in 12- 12.
1: You're probably wondering how I got myself in this situation, and I'll tell you, currently, if you haven't been paying attention, we're on episode 50 of the podcast, 5-0, and with me today, I'm so excited, I am joined by Jared, the one and only owner, operator, tattoo guy, all-around good guy, beard enjoyer, beer enjoyer, I said beard and beard, there we go. All go together well, (laughs) that they do. What's going on, man?
0: Much. What are we doing I'm excited. today? Tattooing a wizard.
1: Tattooing a wizard on your boy. Yeah. I'm a uh, huge advocate of the nerds uh, alignment. I'm a huge advocate for tattoos. If you want to disappoint your mother, go ahead and do exactly what I'm doing now. It's going to be great. So, Mr. Jared, we've known each other for a little bit of time. We've been talking about this uh, for quite a while.
0: Yeah, it's been a little bit.
1: You're kind of uh, not too good with responding to text no, messages. I suck. Yeah, to we'd...
0: everybody out there, I suck at that. That's one thing about me, unless it's my lady or family, I'm, like, mm. I'm on it for maybe, them. <laughs> well,
1: maybe if I was hotter. You know? Well, hey, I mean, you're
0: looking pretty good. I like this lemon on you. Oh,
1: thank you. I actually bought this shirt just for you. Honestly, hey, I was at, right. uh, shout out to Target. I don't ever go shopping by myself. I was very stoned at Target the other day. And it's kind of like the,
0: the juice.
1: Yeah, it's kind of it's like, it was kind of like the munchies, but for shopping, you know. Perfect. You know, as a man who passes over two uh, two fifty, I feel like the only thing that I can do is going to be uh, Hawaiian shirts, hey. very Tommy Bahama. You know what I'm saying, Margaritaville.
0: Yeah, you need the flip flops though.
1: Yeah, you don't want to see my feet though. It's no, pretty 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 pasty, cankles the usual. Toenails okay though, they don't look like Frito chips. No, I take care of them. That's good. Yeah, I like to take care of them. I have this weird thing that maybe because I'm so heavy that i need to i need to take care of myself that's yeah. kind of like the thing it's like i don't want to be like a cause I, don't get me wrong i I'm, in, I'm into a, a lot of huge nerd things i can't be like a fat sweaty nerd you know what i'm saying like i gotta yeah. like i'll do um i mean hey you're an old enough grandpa you've heard yes. of uh, magic the gathering yeah oh. that came from your uh, from your great state of washington actually and uh I partake in that, and I got to tell you that a lot of those places they're really stinky, and uh, I just don't want to uh, be a part of that.
0: Yeah, it's not good to smell.
1: <laughs> yeah. So we were sitting. So we were sitting and talking about uh, uh, this this idea, and I got to say, you reached out to me. Oh my god, it's been a while. I know that. Um, as, Are you gonna be ready
0: for me to just? Kind of oh, I'm ready. We Go talk. ahead and get All into right. it. We're
1: gonna get into it right now. This is just for you guys, and. Uh, yeah, let's get into it. If I cry, if I scream, you I'll know, that's just all part of the time fun. I'll laughing, but I'll you know. help you get through it. Okay, all right. here we go. Here we go. Up, oh, I'm done. Get it there off of me. Get it off. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Jared, you are originally from Arizona, but you said that you moved to Washington when you were a young lad. When did you move to Washington?
0: Uh, I left Arizona in eighty
1: nine. Eighty nine. That was a. Was that uh, that wasn't Reagan Bush era, was it?
0: It was. Yeah, getting right in about. Somewhere in there. Okay. I was just I was ten. I didn't give a shit about so that.
1: So you're born in '79. So you weren't just old enough to be an '80s kid, but it sounds like you were definitely uh, embellishing in the '90s. Is that correct? Yeah, definitely. I gotta ask you, man. How many flannels did you own in the '90s?
0: Oh, any that my dad was throwing away, they became my brothers and my flannels. And you know, back then it was oversized flannels. Was mm-hmm. like it, torn flannels. You know, you go to the thrift store, find anything you could, and tear it up with scissors and, I mean, just grunge, you know. Was, was that just your jam? I mean, yeah, I was into all that, but I've always been, like, classic rock. You know, some of my biggest influences were, you know, Beatles, Simon & Garfunkel, CCR.
1: Really? Yeah. All Interesting. Yeah. What about, uh, what about the punk scene? I know that there was a big punk movement in uh, Seattle, particularly. Were you ever yeah. that kid? Were you ever a hardcore kid? Husker Do? Anything like that? Uh, not Too
0: much, And I was just kind of just fucking me chilling. You know, I I did get into playing guitar when I was, fuck, I think 13. My first guitar was some off-brand fucking guitar called the Lotus. Hell
1: yeah, so you're a guitar player. I never knew that about you.
0: Yeah, a whole bunch. Yeah, guitar. Still jam? um, It's been a while, but yeah, I I definitely want to get back to it. Uh, Okay. Yeah, I I play quite a few instruments. You know, I enjoy it. It's definitely... uh, big part of my life is
1: music. Oh, know? for sure. I mean, you got to, you know, I, I remember I was watching this thing. Do you remember uh, Andre 3000? Straight out of Outkast? Yeah yeah, 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 He wrote this, he used to have this kid show, and see, this is where, you know what, I'm going to say it again every time he's on here, I miss Christian because he was my go-to guy to look at this shit for me. There used to be a kid show with Andre 3000 and he wrote this whole song about the world without music, and I kind of had this realization that, you know, you have people that have their likes, their dislikes, whatever. I don't think I've ever been a person that's just like, I'm not a big music guy. Right.
0: Yeah, I think if you don't really into music, it's kind of, I mean, I don't really want to label the word
1: weird, but it's fucking weird. It is, it is a little weird. You gotta, I mean, it doesn't matter what you're into. Yeah, because, I
0: mean, even if, like, you know, you got your classical people, and that's fucking, I, I listen to a lot of classical. I fucking love it. You know yeah. what I mean? So there's a there's a music for everybody. I mean, I understand silence. Silence is fucking great. There's moments where I just want to hear fucking nothing, not even my own intestines farting, <laughs> you know, but right. can't control those.
1: <laughs> hey, I'm gonna ask this real quick before yeah. we move really in, into it. I need uh my stage help here. Can you absolutely confirm that that's recording, that camera's recording, and my phone is recording? Because I swear, if we're if we're uh, denying, okay, so that one's good. If we're denying the world, that one's good too. All right, last one. Come on, we good? All right, we're solid. Just don't want to deny the world. You know what I'm saying? So let me ask you this What is your What is your Like let's just say You have just had A hundred beers So you're messed up What is your jukebox song What's the song That you just are gonna Are gonna interrupt Everyone's day to put on
0: Oh fuck It's a oh. Come on man I usually go to Skinner and Fucking Saturday Night Special Okay Yeah that's That's, that's probably my go to Always been my fucking Like party song
1: What kind of uh, music Were your parents into
0: uh, classic rock, a lot of fucking old R and B, you know. I mean, that kind of shit's always been in the house, man. Mm-hmm. But always classic rock. I remember my dad; he he turned me on to a lot of good albums. You know, so so even music in my house was always big. Yeah. On both sides.
1: That's cool. I think that I think that that's something. You, you, your parents got to have something, you know. Like I think yeah. that a lot of my a lot of my musical interests come from. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to primarily say my mom. My dad was super into, you know, just like... Uh, it's not grunge, but it's very, like... It's like Soundgarden and um, Creed. And then and then you have, like, right. Dave Matthews Band. Yeah. Not Coldplay. Not not necessarily my super jam, but my mom was really into, like, the Smiths and Morrissey, right. Joy Division. And I always thought I was a cool guy in high school for that kind of stuff. Right. Let me ask you this. So you go... So you're from Arizona. So why the move to Washington?
0: Uh, it was... You know, I, like I said, I was a kid, so, I mean, I'm just going off stories of what, you know, my parents said. So my dad said out here, you know, went to right-to-work state, and he was a tile setter, mm-hmm. and, you know, he was making good money in the 80s, and then it dropped him to, like, 10 bucks an hour, and he was like, fuck that, I ain't doing that. So fucking took us out of state, mm-hmm. and he didn't even continue
1: laying fucking tile. So. And, you were, and you were a young kid when that happened. I was 10, yeah. So, I mean, I was just thinking of fucking whatever. But I'm sure it was hard. You know, I'm sure you met well, good it a friends. and
0: fucking adjustment. I remember when, you know, because I, you know, traveled with my mom and brother, and I remember the first time I saw, because my dad went up ahead of us just to get yeah. situated and settled. And I remember being in Klamath Falls, Oregon, you know, after leaving the fucking desert, you know, yeah, we got Flagstaff and stuff like that, but fucking, like, not mountains and fucking yeah. trees like that, and waterfalls. I was like, holy fuck, where are we going? <laughs>
1: So you so, so you spend your your developmental years in Washington. What was that like?
0: Uh, it was uh, I mean just I think like any other regular adolescent kid growing up, you know? I mean the weather it didn't really affect you just went outside and fucking played. Mm-hmm. You know, you just fucking put on a fucking raincoat or whatever, you just
1: very So so that it's not a stereotype. That's real. Like that it's very rainy over there.
0: I mean it's it's more like a It's more like it's a fucking thick fog. It's like you're just sitting in the fucking fog. Like Mm. you're just a fucking in fog. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, you do see moments where, yeah, it does fucking rain, but um, I think I remember reading or hearing one year that I think Portland, Oregon, actually rained more amount total than Seattle did.
1: Interesting. But –
0: yeah, are, are you
1: a – oh, so let me ask you this. Are you a rainy guy or are you like a sunny day kind of guy?
0: Um, I mean, like, I, I like the variety in like an area where you get seasons just because yeah. it just changes the flavor. It, it adds excitement with
1: holidays and other occasions. Sure. And, you know, so, I mean, I do, I do enjoy that, you know. You know, I, I hear that a lot of people uh, when they when they come back here or they move here, they say that though this place doesn't have seasons – it's a pretty rad winter. Yeah. You know, there's no there's no snow, there's no I've lived
0: in some hard winters. Uh-huh. I lived in Maine and Maine had some of the hardest fucking winters you could ever think of. I mean one year the totals we had were ten feet.
1: Holy shit.
0: And it's it's usually about you know, they consider winter, you know, anywhere from November all the way through April. You <laughs> know, I remember driving back out, you know, decided to move back to arizona in 2018 Mm -hmm. and leaving my you know property i rented in maine and there was snow on the ground and i pulled out like april 3rd you know and it was like all right fuck
1: see it's so funny you said because maine i have this weird complex about maine where that's where i want to die There's oh, okay. just something about the East Coast. And I've never experienced it. I've heard it's beautiful. Yeah. Um I have this weird obsession with the state Rhode Island. I've never been to it. Um that's the kind of weather I like. You know what I'm saying? Like I yeah. like I have heard a lot about it from like the travel channel and and you I'd know, say
0: if any region northern coastals, you're gonna get, you know, different different flavors. Yeah. You know, I mean could sure.
1: you could you could you agree that I think that everyone owes it to themselves to leave the hometown?
0: Oh, if you don't, I think it's kind of sad. You know, I mean, I've come across so many people that, yeah, say they've never left their hometown. And I'm just like, gosh, there's so much to see. There's so... Because even just within our own, you know, United States of America, there's fucking so much different culture, you know.
1: You know what I've been getting really into is I've been watching these people on YouTube who do uh, van life. You heard of that? Yeah. Guys who just, you know, it's it's like a couple. And, you know, TikTok rules the world right now. So I see a bunch of shit. Like, you know... Here's what's crazy about uh, you know how the world works now is that you could watch one video on YouTube and then you go away for a week. the next week, all the videos on your recommended page are that one fucking thing you watch. So yeah, right. so that's like half my thing now is that I just watch these YouTube videos of these guys who are just like, yeah, I had this uh, this desk job, I fucking hated it and I bought this 95 Chevy and then I just travel the world or travel the country now I'm like, man, that would be ideal. That's kind of the point I'm in. It's like I, I'm lucky enough to be able to travel when I want to, yeah. you know, but there's just something about I think I think when you put yourself in that not hustle mentality, but I, I have this weird fantasy about, like, I'm going to drive in my van, and I'm going to get all the way to Portland. Right. I'm, out, I'm, I'm, I'm out of money in Portland, and I'm just going to find some mom-and-pop bar, and I'm going to work there for two weeks, and I'm going to save money, and I'm gonna, it's going to get my gas all the way to... Montana, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, hell yeah. I think I think every, a lot of people now feel that because I mean everything's a fucking nightmare right now, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And um,
0: it definitely uh, makes some people's eyes possibly open up to different ideas, like you're saying. Maybe I might be liking the idea of being easy to travel, easy to get up and pick up and go, and you know, because yeah, I mean, some people probably feel like they can't feel comfortable at, they can't feel settled. Or, can't consider this my home anymore. Right. Or,
1: you know. I, I don't know. My, my dad had that kind of mentality that was just, it, it's always nice to move. And, yeah. and the way that I look at it is, like, I got no kids. I mean, I'm not married, but I'm in a pretty committed relationship. But it's just, like, there's a lot of things in life that I feel like stop a lot of people. And I'm afraid of getting to that point. Right. You know what I'm saying? But anyways, we don't want to talk about my feelings. You're the star of the show today. so I mean, feelings a, <laughs> are, are good. So. All right, I might start crying. Just, okay. um, so... Uh, adolescent in Washington was it always Everett? You said. Uh, that was the first
0: town I ended up was or city at that. Yeah, it was Everett, Everett, Washington. So you're ten.
1: So you're ten in Everett, and how old are you when you moved to another spot in Washington?
0: Oh gosh, in my adult years, so I was twenty.
1: Hey, full disclosure. Whatever you just did sucked really yeah. bad. Sorry, just want to let you know that. So just
0: letting you know, I'm still yeah. here. And, uh, other for those, than my voice.
1: Yeah, for those of you who didn't listen at the beginning, if you're listening on only audio, you can't see what's going on. That uh, droning buzz you're hearing. I'm getting a tattoo just because I love to uh, entertain you all, and I know some people really want a tattoo out there. So maybe this will be the uh, motivation. Yeah. But uh, so, so you're in Everett. Where do you go next? I uh, went up north to
0: Marysville, which was wasn't too far. How, how close to
1: the Canadian border?
0: Uh, we were maybe like 50 miles.
1: And how old were you then?
0: Oh, uh, I was probably 19.
1: 19. So so this kind of goes right into, you know, the kind of meat and potatoes of what I want to talk about. So, you know, you've been doing tattoos for, I remember you said, 22 years. So, An apprenticeship, yeah. So... so. Have you always been a like have you always been an artist have you always liked to draw
0: yeah yeah always been into art always uh, you know been into painting definitely uh, I love painting I still paint um, it's definitely just a good outlet for me and a good channel
1: so what always. gave you so so when did you have the idea to a tattoo yeah
0: so I you know I was one of those that actually waited till they were 18 you know and there was a tattoo shop in Everett. That was close to my high school. It was right down the street from my high school, actually. Is was Tattoo Evolution. And- Still there? Still there. Oh, hey, shout and out, Tattoo Evolution. I, absolutely. Um, and I got my very first tattoo when I was 18 from Tom Carlston. He's shout out Tom there. Carlston. And he <laughs> uh, gave my first tattoo. And you know I started really hanging out at the shop and just kind of really seeing what they do. And I was just like fucking fascinated by it. Like I said, I was still in high school. You know, I was older in high school. Sure. I had one more year to go. Um, so, you know, I found myself leaving. You know, Tom and I, we, we became, you know, friends. I was constantly going in there, getting tattooed, helping the shop, helping them clean.
1: Oh, so you were that cool kid in high school that had some tattoos, huh? Yeah,
0: I was that guy. And what would
1: your parents think of that?
0: Um, I mean, I was 18 at that time. They were kind of like going, what the fuck are you filling up so fast for? Because, I mean, I was, that's how much I was into. Were was they pretty
1: just, conservative parents?
0: Um, not really. No, they were fucking hippies, man. They, oh, okay. Fuck, my dad's still a hippie. He fuck fucking yeah. loves his pot. He drank most of my childhood. Hangs out know? at
1: Grateful Dead concerts. Oh
0: yeah, if he f- fucking could, he would. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so
1: that's cool. Yeah. You know, I think I think that um, in this day and age, you know, I think that one thing that's really cool that I feel bad for, you know, people in your generation that have never gotten to experience is that, I mean, tattoos at this point are such a casual point of life now. Oh, yeah. That's you know, everyday business. I mean, I'll never forget. You know, like when I when I had a job that it was just like, oh, you know, <coughs> I had um, half inch plugs, but it was always you got to take them out. And then right. one day it was just like, hey, you know what? Fuck it. You know, like it's just. And I work from home now, so it's it's nice to be able to do whatever I want with my body. But yeah. I feel like that was a huge thing back then, which is like no visible tattoos. Uh, it was
0: yeah. When I was first getting around to the introduction of tattooing, it was in 1997, mm-hmm. and so yeah, it was it was still. It was still, like, taboo, you mm-hmm. know, with a lot of stuff. And, yeah, I mean, Boeing's a huge generator of, you know, Everett's, you know, community. And, I mean.
1: Boeing, the, like, the plane
0: company? you know, yeah, the plane company. And, the, you know, the Navy was right there. So, I mean, that was, like, who was getting tattooed, you know. But even, like, then, you know, you weren't seeing, like, the Boeing workers getting, you know, full sleeve. You know, yeah. some of them. But, I mean, it wasn't. But now it's, like. No one gives a fuck. It's like, yeah, we're getting tattooed. we you know, it's, I actually did who the fuck we are and how we work. So. And I actually did
1: a lot of re- uh, a lot of research before this episode. I kind of want to have some things to talk about. So, you know, we hear the big the big names, you know, like Sailor Jerry and, and you know Ed Hardy and stuff like that. Do you have a specific tattoo artist that inspired you to kind of? I mean, because you're not, and I don't mean to interrupt you, but you know, from what I've seen from your work, and uh, I'll definitely be posting your links to your socials, you know, on uh, on this video, but. Um, I, I noticed that you kind of don't have a specific direction. Yeah. That's... You know, one thing I want to bring up is like, you know, this is a very, you know, and you guys will see it at the end, but this is a very, you know, 80s fantasy theme. But, you know, uh, last week I was in here and you were doing up a beautiful leg piece that seemed almost like uh, not traditional, but it almost looked like a like a portrait. So, I mean, do you have any kind of inspirations from previous, you know, I, I don't know if it's legends. I don't know if it's like a local guy.
0: Um, You know, I just kind of, you know, when I was younger, looking at Tattoo Magazine and all that stuff, you know, it was like artists like Tom Renshaw, because, you know, they were the ones breaking through with realism, art, and stuff like that, so, I mean, that was always, like, a direction I was just kind of, like, fascinated by. I was like, wow, okay, look at these guys that are putting, like, a fucking painting or a picture on oh, someone's yeah. fucking skin. It's not just, you know, I mean, yeah, it's a tattoo because of what it means. It's It's in the skin, but it's... You know, it's, it's a fucking picture, and it's beautiful, you know? And so I was like, wow, okay, you can actually, like, it's not like the other shit wasn't art, but it's just like, it's just evolved into such a different with how our machines run now and, and how pigments are and just everything. The needles, it just, mm-hmm. you can really just create incredible stuff on the skin. So I guess that kind of, where I like to not be held to just one... Style, You know, because, yeah, people ask me, well, what's your style? And I'm like, I don't really have a style. I'd I'd like to. I know when I decided to make this my career, I wanted to say anything that came through the door, I wanted to be able to to do. Okay. But in all fairness, if there is something that, like, you know, someone in the shop is better at or they're really, like, fucking that's just their thing. They want to do it. They love it. You know, talk to them. You know, so, yeah. I mean, it's, like, it's cool, you know, well, unless I know. it's, like, a specific, like, referral. You know, like, hey, yeah. you know, a good client, you know, they referred me to you, blah, 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 type
1: I thing. Okay. I mean, I mean, that's fair. It's just you know that there's a lot of people out there that have their own um, style. Yeah, for sure. You know, but I, I think that it does take a little bit, you know, because you do, you... Are you a uh, are you a guy that does like tracing work? Like, if someone specifically wants something on them, are you a tracer guy, or do you try to make your own? It's
0: always going to be you know, unless it's like a like a portrait. It's always going to be
1: you know different. Unless yeah, unless someone's like specific, then you know
0: it's kind of like fuck. But yeah, no matter what, it's still you know.
1: Have you had anything in in your you know in your career where you believed that you couldn't do it, but you were shocked at the positive response of a, of a, of, of a client? Like, can you think of anything specifically where you were like, fuck, that's going to be a,
0: Oh, as far as like, should I be doing this tattoo? Yeah. Well, kind of
1: just like, I'm afraid that I might fuck it up, but you did it and they had an excellent experience with it. Um, like, can you say, could do you remember like what it was? And
0: I don't know because you know, the shop I, I really learned at you know, it was pretty good about like, you know, you're not ready. You know, it was like, yeah, you're not, you know, touching that yet. Unless it was a friend. You know.
1: So tell me about your apprenticeship. Who was the guy or who was the person? I don't know if it was a lady, but who, who was it that you were under?
0: Uh, Tom Carlson. Tom
1: Carlson. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. and so did he have a specific kind of?
0: He was really um, doing a lot of black and gray, but same thing. He, he was doing awesome color work, too. So, you know, he was, he was very, you know, I was inspired by him because yeah, I would see his diversity and, you know, other artists that were in the shop at that time. You know, it was, you know, a guy, John Fitzgerald, worked there. He was a, you know, airbrush artist 20 years before he even, you know, tattooed. And so he had that background, and you could see it applied in every tattoo still that he does, you know. So, I mean, all those guys, you know, that I was around and fortunate to, like, really get my first introduction to tattooing, it was you know, I couldn't have fucking landed a, a cooler fucking shop to have a, a good experience. Because, cool. You know, those guys taught me not only, like, you know, structure with tattooing. And, you know, I mean, we were building tattoo machines. We were making needles. You built your
1: own. Yeah. It was, oh, you know, wow. I
0: mean, that was first thing. I, I remember sitting in front of a fucking big-ass workbench, and there was just a million fucking just parts that I don't fucking yeah. And there was this book it was tattooing a to z from fucking huck spaulding and fucking those guys and looking at these schemat you know just the the basic buildings of putting a tattoo machine kind of
1: kind of reminds me of like like a like a tattoo shops version of um almost like, not a haze but kind of like a like a rite of passage like it kind of reminds oh, yeah. me of like a remember in like red dawn where they make the guy drink the deer blood you know what i'm saying yeah, like kind of build your own machine it's a Almost like a Jedi thing. You know, yeah, a Jedi yeah. makes his own lightsaber. Like, that's Absolutely. pretty badass.
0: And that's where this, like, you know, I mean, it, you know, at one point, this industry, it, you know, I mean, it was a sacred trade. Like, you had to, like, look for a tattoo artist. You had to, you know, now it's so mainstream, which it's, it's that's good. I mean, I'm all for that because it's definitely made some people that might not have ever stepped foot into a tattoo parlor actually take the plunge and walk into a, sure. a shop and be like oh wow this isn't fucking scary it's not fucking you know bikers and whatever that people think the stigma comes with old time tattooing yeah you know so i mean it's it's cool how mainstream has like kind of changed that because even here in sun city i had a lady this last year she came in for her very first tattoo and she was 82 years old god bless her what she And get? it was a little uh teddy bear holding a heart <laughs> and with her uh, her husband had passed away and it was his initials and her, you know, new companion that they'd been friends for, gosh, I don't know, I think 60 years. They taught at the same high school back in Wyoming. And, uh, yeah, it was just great to work with her. And, and, yeah, she was, you know, just thrilled to say when she comes back in, you know, the fall that she'll be back for more work.
1: That's awesome.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's cool that it's, it's brought that kind of, like... Community.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. for sure. No, that's really awesome. Um, do you remember the piece that was kind of like your your A, so to speak, kind of like, hey, you passed the finals, let's consider you, like, you're in a chair now, this is your spot. Do you remember what you did?
0: You know, it was kind of just, I don't know, man, I was at the point where I was doing some fun stuff. I remember one was a a pinup girl that I did, and, you know, even Tom was, I think, he was pretty happy with that, too. You know, he was like, yeah, it looks good. You know, good job. But he was always, like, he was good about not, like, making you fucking bloat your fucking head up. Yeah. You know, so I mean, it was...
1: So would you say that it was kind of more of like a like a tough love kind of thing?
0: Oh, yeah, man. I remember one time I was fucking tattooing and fucking, you know, I had my ball cap on facing forward. And I remember Tom walking by and as he walked by, fucking hits that hat right off my fucking head. And he's like, you like fucking tattooing in the dark? And I'm like, fuck. I didn't oh, say yeah. nothing. I am like, that's fucking at the time. That's Tattoo Dad. So I'm like, fucking.
1: I like that, Tattoo Dad. So it was yeah. kind of like an authoritative fa- father figure, too. Yeah,
0: it's like, you know, I mean, you, you, you better fucking listen. I mean, it was a make-or-break fucking thing. How bad do you fucking want this, you know? And, yeah. I mean, it was, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm proud that I can say I, I, you know, came from that cloth that it was like, you know, the old way of, you know, true, tried-and-true fucking apprenticeship, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I'm I'm, I'm glad. You know, I, I feel fortunate every day. I mean, I even have Tom's Instagram on the, the window because, I mean, that's the fucking hand that's that, guy. you know, fucking brought me into this fucking th- game, you know. And, I mean, his shop had so many fucking cool, like, experiences, man, where I was just like, I was like, did that really just fucking happen? You know, I mean, just like fucking... Despite breaking out in the lobby or, yeah. you know, fucking. Oh, shit.
1: Do you have those stories? Oh, yeah, man. There was fucking
0: All stories. All right. So tell me
1: about that. So, 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 how old are you in this situation? Let's get some backstory. Mark, I'm 18. I mean, 18. I'm just fucking wet behind the ears. 18 years old, doing something. Still in high school. So, what goes down?
0: Oh, man. It's fucking a Friday night in the fucking. Here's a good story. It's Friday night in the fucking, at Tattoo Evolution, 1997. It's a fucking busy shop. I mean, it's fucking lobby full of people. And one of the artists i mentioned him, John, he's working and this fucking guy comes in, um, you know, kind of wanting to push it along in front of line. He's being a kind of dick and John just looked at him and said, hey, you just bought a ticket to the fucking end of the line. You know, like, get the fuck out of here, yeah. fuck you. And so, you know, I don't know, 40 minutes later, we hear this big fucking thud against the building and we're like what the fuck and you know music's loud so it was a loud thud. Yeah. so and this shop was set up like a fucking fishbowl it was fucking window 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 fucking turn window 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 and we're talking big fucking you know four foot plates of glass you know it's wide yeah this motherfucker took a cinder block fucking tried to throw it through the window misses the fucking window that shows that this guy just fucking sucks yeah hits the fucking metal beam frame in between the windows and yeah. it you know, so we go out, and we see this fucking cinder block, and it said, Johnny, you're a dead man, you know, shamrocks, or some bullshit like yeah, that. I can't. Yeah. that was a long time ago. I yeah. smoked a lot of pot in my life, but <laughs> and we were just like, what the fuck <laughs> ever, you know? So, I mean, yeah, it was, it was crazy. You know, I mean, there was a time when uh, there was a an artist, Percy, he's just, you know, he's passed away, you know, I mean, since, but he was, like, kind of Everett's pioneer, you know, for tattooing. I mean, he was... Uh, at that time gypsy joker biker and he was just a not very you know good person you know i mean there was that kind of stuff that would go on and i mean it was it was a wild shot man it was it was dope but yeah you would see like fucking you know i remember fucking taz and fucking john fucking rolling around shop full of fucking people fighting
1: holy shit but
0: then they'd get up and you know you know they were brothers at the end of the night you know i mean that's just kind of how it was it was like it was a family
1: it's an interesting dynamic, you know. There's a there's there's a bunch of people, you know, in this world, and I and I've definitely worked for a couple of them where um, their whole personality is not only did you fuck up, but I'm going to yell, rant, and rave, and how you fucked up. You're gonna go cry about it in the corner, and then 20 minutes later, hey, who's hungry? Who All wants some? Right. You know what I mean? It's it's a weird thing, and and that's not me. You seem like a very you seem like a very calm guy. I, I mean, I can't imagine you getting angry, right. you know. Have has there ever been a situation? You know, the big one I like to ask is: is there, has there ever been a situation where you do a piece, the guy looks at it, and they go, "I'm not paying for this shit."
0: Now, I've been I've been lucky, honestly, oh. man. Now here's one story. So this this young sailor came in, and you know he's a cool kid. Um, he come in, and he his grandmother just passed away, and he so we did. You know, he wanted to do a memorial for her, so we did a an open Bible. Numbers, her name, blah, blah, blah. You get the gist. He come back like three hours, four hours later. I'm like, it was a, it was a good gap. You know, I was into my next piece for the evening. And he's all, hey, man, you're not going to fucking believe this, but my grandpa was married twice. This is the wrong grandma's name. And I'm like, fuck, oh, dude. Like, shit. You know, tattoo, what does that mean? Fucking permanent. Like, Like, check this shit. Investigate this shit. You know, I mean, I've I've had my fuck-ups with with
1: lettering. So let me ask you this. Hold on. But wouldn't it be his responsibility to tell you what the fucking name is? Yeah, and, you know, I mean, I I did pretty good about having everybody, you know, write it
0: out. And I kept that with their fucking release form just so, if it ever came back, like, look, that's your handwriting. That's fucking how you told me to fucking write this shit right there. So, I mean, it was always...
1: So, yeah. that, so that's always been a thing right like kind of like release forms like you're yeah. allowing me
0: to do this right you know yeah it's definitely uh you know different states like washington it's a very uh you know they they regulate the shit out of the same with maine like it was uh the guy from maine he would he came out and i remember he went through all my equipment looked at how i set up looked at all that shit you know so i, I still keep my state of maine uh, <laughs> tattoo license. yeah you were telling
1: me about that. Hey. come down to arizona it don't fucking matter (laughs) what kind of place you have it's like
0: a fucking wild west i mean it really is no shit i mean
1: it's really interesting you know we were talking about this last week i mean you're not too much of a gun guy but you know whatever it is what it is but you know i I just got my first little gun and um i am i am stupendously shocked that it really is that easy
0: yeah it's fucking hey what do you want boom
1: hello done as long as you haven't been arrested Wow. You know what I mean? Like it's it's so it's so nuts. And I, and I see these guys who went to the drive or driving range, went to the shooting range. Yeah, my my uh, my lady and I, and this is the first time she ever shot a gun and uh you know, it's whatever. She had fun and stuff like that. But then you have these dudes who bring these like I don't even know how to describe it, but it looks like you're going to be in a Jason Bourne movie kind of <laughs> gun. You know what I'm saying? I was like, "What the fuck do right. you need that for?" Right. That's my whole thing. Did you ever grow up hunting?
0: Uh no. I mean, you know, we
1: fished. I don't know if
0: people i yeah, yeah. that hunting, but... Yeah. No, I mean, I've, I've, later in life, I've, you know, gathered food, you know, but...
1: I had a talk with a guy one time at work. Um, this is a long time ago, but he was, you know, he was talking about his guns and stuff, and he said, he's like, yeah, I got this, uh, what was it, the Dirty Henry, the 357. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. And he goes, this is for a shooting vermin like when i go camping yeah the dirty jacob yeah, yeah you uh you know <laughs> and, and and he goes this is for shooting vermin And i'm like shooting vermin that's a 50 cal bullet i think right. that, that that vermin's not gonna fucking exist anymore right. you know
0: that's pretty that's pretty big yeah yeah it's just <laughs> so
1: you know look teach each his own i think you live in a country that's cool enough to just allow you to regulate this kind of shit that if, if you want to have fun sure right the thing that worries me is that there's no it's no surprise that you know times are getting fucking crazy yeah, oh, yeah. You know, and you, and you see these guys, you know, I've been to some protests recently, and, like, you have these guys who are, you know, they say they're, quote, unquote, keeping the peace, but you're walking around with an AR-15, yeah. and, you know, I don't know you... are making
0: you're... people feel
1: uneasy that Yeah, way. and it's like, I don't, you know. don't know.
0: I mean, I'm I'm all for people having ARs. I mean, I have an AR-15, um, but I just, I think if people that haven't had, you know, I mean, if they don't know what the fuck they're doing or they don't even know how the gun operates or how, like, you know, breaks down and field strips and cleans and all that. I mean, then yeah, don't, you shouldn't fucking be a part about that. I just,
1: you know, know, and, and, you know, this is something I I usually don't like to talk about just because I don't know my guests and stuff like that, but it's kind of like the same, um, it's the same kind of mentality I have about like, like, like some police officers. It's like, are you a good guy that's just trying to keep the peace in your neighborhood or were you just bullied by a fucking black guy back in 86
2: yeah, and now sure. you're
1: going to be an asshole to everybody, you know? And, and, and so, you know, people... You got that. I mean, they're, I'm sure that's a
0: fuck, I mean, it is a thing. We all know that. I mean, it's not a... I mean, yeah, it's fuck, It's sad. Right. Because, I mean, yeah, people do. They take their authority, sure, in the wrong fucking playing field. Right. You know, and it's... Yeah, it's, it's sad.
1: You know, times are so crazy and a positive. Uh, no secret, obviously. It's been a couple of years, but weed being legal in Arizona... Could you imagine going back to yourself in, you know, 1985 and being like, hey, you know that joint you're puffing on? Right. No big fucking deal in a couple years. Yeah. You know, it's so crazy. But I got to say, one problem. i not that old.
0: I wasn't puffing a joint in 1985.
1: Uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> well, oh, yeah, you were like six. My bad.
0: <laughs> That's all right. That's
1: okay. uh, JK. Uh, but, uh, you know, I had this I have this gripe. And, I, uh, and you know, you you I'm sure you go to dispensaries quite a little bit. You know, what drives me crazy is that I don't know if this is everywhere, but I go to this place so let's just say my order comes out to like 150 bucks. Get a good haul, you know? They charge my card, but they have to give me back like $10. Oh, yeah.
0: $10. My, yeah, my girlfriend works for a dispensary and I argue with her all the time.
1: Yeah, oh. She's going to oh, actually. Oh, yeah. Talk. Looks like she got something to say. Hey, go ahead. What do you got to say? It's because. Hold oh. on. It's not federally recognized. Oh. And banks are, so you have to run that as an anonymous ATM. Okay. Or else your bank will flag you for fraud. Okay. in the weed industry? Oh, okay. All right. That's Before fair. You know, right. Hold on a second. Can you say it again? Can I say it?
2: Oh, again? there you go. There you
1: go. That sounds good. I there can you hear go. you now.
0: So the reason why they do that is because we're oh, federally funded in the weed
2: industry.
0: Mm-hmm. And banks are. Oh, okay. So when they go and do that, they have to run out to an anonymous
1: ATM. Mm-hmm back as like, oh, I
0: just at
1: the dispensary down the street, you're basically like, that's fraud, we're Oh, okay. Can you hit that green button on uh, that one? Yep, hit it. All right, there we go. Okay, that's a little weird. I just, I always thought that it was their way of giving like a tip. Like, it's just like, you got to fucking like tip me. And it, it just drives me insane. And it's just like, I feel like such a dick, you know what I mean? But it's just, I don't know. And look, I think that you should always tip your butt tenders, don't get me wrong. But it kind of reminds me of, like, those restaurants now that you're seeing where it's like, they give you your check. And they also put the gratuity percents on the bottom, which is kind of like, how much of an asshole are you going to be today? Right. You know what I mean? So that's what I thought it was. But see, now that I know that, I guess I'll shut up about it. My whole thing is, you know what? I I miss the good old days where you just had some weird guy come to your house. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? You you just force yourself to hang out with him for a little bit. Maybe he smokes a little bit of the weed that he gives you, and then he goes home. Like, I think it's it's sweet that you could uh, legally uh, purchase weed now. Don't get me wrong. But now it's so expensive. Oh, of course. They fucking...
0: I mean, that, and you know, I mean, don't get me wrong, even the, the regulating of the tattooing in Washington, mm-hmm. it became a fucking money thing. Yeah. And Sam, so, you know, I mean, so everybody just wanted, yeah, so I mean, that's, it all boils down to the almighty fucking dollar. Oh, yeah, but, for sure. Know, I mean, mean, so, yeah, it's, it's kind of, it's sickening that way, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Some place have, you know, decriminalized it just to fucking criminalize it again. So. Well,
1: Washington was one of the first places, yeah. About, yeah. yeah. I mean, they've always been a pretty liberal state.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah they're,
1: you weren't living there during the uh, the DMZ zone, were you? No,
0: no, no. I was down. Nope. Yeah. So uh, it's, that's that's a, a weird shit, man. I mean, it's 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 a sad what's happened to the city. You know. I mean, I haven't even been to see. I haven't been to Seattle in probably the actual city of Seattle in probably. 12 years. Oh, wow.
1: A long time, yeah. You know, so, being being such a, a music guy that I am, it's like I'm almost so envious of just, like, I'm sure you've heard such amazing music from these, what, I guess what you would say, nobodies now, but, like, yeah. I can't imagine the music scene out there.
0: Oh, yeah. And it was cool when they opened up that, that EMP, that, mm-hmm. you know, that music museum. Mm-hmm. I remember my cousin, uh, you know, she's passed away now, but I remember she flew up to Washington one year, surprised me. I had no idea she was coming, and... Here she comes kind of walking up the stoop of the tattoo shop. I'm like, that's my fucking cousin Eric. What the <laughs> fuck? And uh, that's one thing we did on her trip was check out that EMP place. But yeah, it's definitely, that's cool. you know, I mean, I hope Seattle gets back to being like a like a cool city, just like chill, because like if I could tell anybody to visit, you know, one place, it's definitely, you know, the great Northwest, man. It's, it's fucking hard to beat the scenery. Yeah. You know, it really is. I mean, you. You know, people talk about like certain mountains. I'm like, I don't know, man. I fucking have seen mountains that are fourteen thousand fucking feet. You know, I mean that's fucking huge. Yeah. You know when they're breaking through fucking clouds.
1: Oh yeah, I mean, fuck that's yeah. Fucking huge. So you're a big nature guy.
0: Oh yeah, man. Nature's huge part of my fucking happiness. Are you a psychedelics kind of guy? I had a huge part of my life where I was fucking. Oh yeah, eating shrooms all the time. I got lost in a porta potty one time. For <laughs> Let's, t- t- okay. Well,
1: dude, please tell me this story before okay. we go on break.
0: Okay, absolutely. So, okay, fucking first time ever shrooming. I was at the, uh, if, if you don't know, there's this place in Washington called the Gorge. It's like an outdoor amphitheater. It sits on the Columbia River, okay. in Eastern Washington, so east of the Cascades. Yeah, and. So, first time on fucking Mushrooms, you know, I'm at a Moody Blues concert, you know, and they had the whole Spokane Orchestra playing with them. It was a badass show. So, you know, I, I wanted to enjoy the concert, you know, or I really remember it because I was like, when am I going to see the Moody Blues again? Right. So I ate the mushrooms kind of towards the end of the show. but They kicked in pretty fast. I ate a quarter ounce of these Cabinzis.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah,
0: they were dried Cabinzis. And I remember, so this girl I went to high school with, um, she worked at this Dairy Queen down the street from my buddy Cliff's house, and so after school, you know, she said, "Hey, come to the Dairy Queen after school. Just roll through the drive-through, ask for two Dilly bars. I'll know it's you guys." And, oh, okay, yeah, you know, that's yeah. Such yeah. a stupid coat, like yeah. You know, what if a dad asked for? It kind of reminds me you know, of like,
1: have you ever seen that Tenacious D? Yeah, yeah. When he's like, "Hey, go, uh, go ask for the Bob Marley <laughs> extra crispy." You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Yeah.
0: So here we are, bugging tooling up in Cliff's little fucking truck. And we get these fucking kabinsies. And I think we, because there was a bunch of us going to the show, so I think we had, it was over a fucking ounce. Yeah. And so I ate a quarter ounce, and um, these fucking things kicked in. (laughs) And I remember looking out, and I I remember seeing, like, fucking, like, because, I mean, it was like a fucking cartoon. I didn't know what to expect. You're like in a Who's Frame Roger Rabbit? Yeah, it was fucking (laughs) wild, man. And I remember, like, balls of flubber fucking bouncing past me. Weird. And, yeah, it was fucking gnarly. And I so I remember being in this fucking And I was gone for a long time. Like So what I remember in this porta potty, like I said, this is what I remember. Um, I thought I was, like, in some kind of fucking, like, weird fucking hallway. I don't know if I thought I was in, like, some weird alien fucking holding cell or something. Yeah. But I'm just walking in place because I remember, like shit was floating past me like fucking belongings of people like shoes and fucking whatever else and I'm like what the fuck and I'm just walking and I'm going son of a bitch where am and I'm beating on the fucking wall and long story short my buddy Cliff found me and he's like dude you've been in there for like fucking over an hour dude like yeah. and I'm like what the fuck well what the fuck if you knew I was in here why did it take you so long <laughs> but I mean man there's been some wild times with just was shroom. even my buddy Cliff, man. We fucking, we were downtown Seattle one time, and he fucking wanted a shroom, and the dude we normally went through, he was out. So we're in downtown Seattle, and he fucking comes across this dude, and this dude's name Stewart. And I remember just because it was like, fuck, we bought shrooms from this fucking dude named Stewart <laughs> in Seattle. Right. And you know, Cliff was like, you know, I want like a fucking ounce if he got it, and. Cliff gave him the money up front, and I'm like, fuck, man, I don't know about this. It's kind of fucking weird, you know. And about an hour later, here comes fucking Stewart walking back, and I'm like, fuck, dude's actually coming back right on. That's cool. Yeah. And has this fucking full-ounce cap. Fucking, it was, like, black, slimy. Oh. like, fucking wet mushroom. And I'm looking at Cliff, and Cliff's looking at it, and I'm just like, ah, you already bought it, bro. Yeah. And so we go to this lake up north. Like shannon it's up by baker by, by mount baker and um cliff ate the whole fucking ounce that day i wasn't shrooming that day i just had some beers fuck. and smoking some weed and this motherfucker comes back past me and he's like i don't think i'm coming back and i'm like fuck I, you're coming back bro you always have
1: some weirdos in your life oh, that yeah. they just never left their trip
0: absolutely and so every now and then i'll still fucking you know i'll say hey I'm not coming back. I don't think I'm coming back. <laughs> yeah, man, I've, I've, I love psychedelics. I mean, I fucking, I remember one they night. They opened the mind. Oh, yeah, this fucking dude gave me one night at this fucking party, two little fucking, he called them micro dots, and I just gobbled them right down, and fuck, I was just, damn. The fucking body high on that was fucking crazy. Yeah. But the mental trip on that one, too, I was kind of like, wow, this is fucking intense. Fuck. So, I mean, at that point, I didn't really know what the fuck I was eating. Yeah.
1: I just fucking threw them in my mouth. I was like, whatever. <laughs> you know. Did you, ever, did you ever do piercings, or has it always been tattoos?
0: Um, You know, I, I messed around with a few of them back in the day, and I just I'm not, wasn't into it. No? You know. Not
1: a piercings guy? Yeah. See, that was always the thing that i was always been really into was the piercings. And I come from not conservative parents, but they, they, they give enough input to address concern.
0: I wore piercings. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, I, I mean, I have been around it, and we had a piercer in the shop during my whole apprenticeship. I just, as far as like doing the actual
1: piercings, I was more of a, you know, I just wanted to concentrate on, yeah,
0: getting tattooing down.
1: Yeah, I've don't always, want to take on too much. I've just always been obsessed with the. I mean, tattoos are cool. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, the the piercing aspect. My whole thing is, I, I don't know. This is such a pretentious thing to say, but like, I, I would say, I would say that, um, that. Tattooing and piercing is kind of like the the rawest form of art because it's on your body.
0: Yeah, it's definitely, uh, it's it's fucking cool how you can do it. I mean, right, it's it's expression like no other.
1: But I've always been obsessed with like the it's something about stretching. So it's like it's the reason why I really want my, um, what do you call this? By your nose, the nose septum? one, Septum. septum. Yeah, you, but I want my septum done. But I'm absolutely going to stretch it to a bull ring. Yeah, you know, just like I really want. Um, a piercing behind the back of my ear done, but I'm going to stretch it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, so it's just like, that's like my whole thing. And like, but tattoos, I admire these guys. We were just talking about them with the, uh, what did you call them? The enigma? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like that guy, it's like his whole body forever. Yep. Like you can't, you can't go to the, you can't go to a place and get that removed. You know what I mean?
0: Oh, it's commitment. I mean, that's like, you know, the biggest thing, you know, is just people really taking the plunge, you know, to do it.
1: Have you done a lot of uh, have you done a lot of like uh, self work on yourself?
0: Yeah, definitely. When I was you know apprenticing, I was messing around with shit on my legs all the time. And it's all fucking just.
1: I think that's what legs are for. Oh, I think yeah. legs are meant for just uh, just doodles. Yeah, yeah
0: for
1: sure. <laughs> is there is there a tattoo that you've done yourself that you're super proud of?
0: Um, not really. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, I mean, honestly. You want no, to they look like shit, bro. Honest opinion, yeah. I mean, it was just like fucking late night, stupid bullshit going, fuck, I had too many beers tonight or something. So, yeah.
1: so that kind of brings me to my next question is that, um, you know, I know that you don't really want to, like, market this, but I, I'm genuinely curious. Do you feel like you do better tattooing stoned as opposed to sober?
0: Um, Now it's kind of just like, just kind of who i am so i mean it's but i can i can tattoo not stone yeah as well but i I just i like being stone yeah of course
1: who doesn't it's 2022 nerd if you're not smoking weed (laughs) i still i still have friends no i'm like come on
0: but i definitely definitely get tuned in um one of the biggest things i always like express to my clients is i you know tell them hey when i'm tattooing i have my headphones in i always can hear if they need a break or you know I always want to kind of hear everything else, what's going on. But um, I just get sucked into my zone, you know. It's not that I'm rude or anything. I just, you know, most people would rather you be tuned into whatever you need to be to fucking make him a badass right piece,
1: so. You know, and I'm a huge advocate for, you know, my, um, like, my dad's one of those guys where he just, you know, he doesn't smoke weed. I mean, he doesn't drink. I mean, the guy's... I think that in 2022, if you're not doing something to just forget about life for a second, you're a fucking psycho. Yeah. I mean, I mean, no shit. But um, I've been enjoying I've been enjoying weed a lot more recently. I used to I used to be that guy, but you know, what my big thing is: Are you a munchies guy?
0: Uh, you know, it's weird. Like I will I will get little. I don't know if she's going to chime in on this, but <laughs> yeah, um, I definitely will get weird little. Fuck! I need something sweet right now, or fuck. Where's my fucking oh, specialty? so you're a
1: sweets guy?
0: Sometimes, but then like I have like a fucking right now. I have a Brazilian barbecue trail mix on my bedside, mm. and that fucking shit tastes good. They got these little sesame seeds. Yeah, see, I like things.
1: uh, <laughs> see, I like um,
0: so little treats like that. Like if I can have treats like that through the night, like I'm happy. Or I'll always get like say if we go to like a Taco Bell or something, I'll always get an extra. That way, I can have my room temperature Taco Bell later in the night. All right. Go out to the kitchen and come yeah. back. Bring it in there. there so let me ask you
1: this. All right. So I, I always like to ask these two questions. And I'll ask the first one. Let's say, let's say death row, but you're stoned, right? What is your stoned death row meal?
0: Oh fuck, frozen pizza. What? Yeah.
1: I fucking hate Frozen, beef. <laughs> that was the worst answer you could have given, dude. I hate DiGi- Hey, hey, Dizornos, go fuck yourself. That shit is so disgusting. We're talking about the Baron, buddy. No, nah, dude. Get your goggles nah, on and dude. soar the flying. Nah, ice. dude. This cardboard that you call crust and this fucking because
0: these motherfuckers, if I'm on death row, they don't give a shit. Dude.
1: No, bro. I'm asking you. <laughs> so I don't want you to think it's so seriously. I'm saying. Fucking... So you're telling me, you're telling me right now, if you could only have one Munchies meal for the rest of your life, it'd be. Oven pizza. Oh,
0: one munchy meal the rest of my life. Not death yeah. row. No,
1: I'm I'm saying that's what I meant. No, like I'm man, saying, like like what is like your my go-to like
0: like my favorite little snack is like spreading some super chunky peanut butter over some tortilla. Oh, that rocks. Rolling that shit up. Oh, that and when rocks. I was like. Young, I would like have my stoner big ass bowl of cereal. Yeah, oh. take my bite of my burrito and fucking.
1: Oh, homie! Oh my Sleep god! Don't down. even get me started on yeah, fucking cereal. All right, now I gotta ask you before I ask my second question, sub question. What's your favorite cereal?
0: Oh, you're not gonna like me. I'm a healthy cereal guy. Are
1: you like a raisin brand kind of guy? I love raisin Bran. You're brand. such a fucking nerd, Jared. Oh I my love, god. I
0: love grape nuts. I oh. love crackling Bran. Hey, grandpa,
1: what was fucking 1945 like? <laughs> it you... tasted
0: good. Oh
1: my god. First of all, <laughs> if you don't say Fruit Loops.
0: I like fruit no, I get down with No, like no, the, no, 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 no. But you are. Shit. it's
1: too late. You already said your favorite cereal is fruit. Not raisin brand,
0: Cheerios is my favorite. What is, that's
1: even with worse no,
0: with no sprinkled sugar. Oh my god. Just, hey man. Do you I'm have a trying couple to live long, healthy, and happy Yeah, do you have
1: a couple of uh Werther's originals in your fucking pocket right now? I got oh. those fucking chewy fucking peppermint. Hey man, you're doing my piece right now, but I don't know how I feel about you anymore. Honestly, you said hey, you're f-
0: can we just end this? Do you like pickles? Yeah, I like
1: pickles. Alright, I like pickles. All right. All right, Dill all right. or or rug? It doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't oh. matter. Doesn't matter. We're back. No, we just, went, <laughs> we
0: just went back to where we fucking were. Yeah, but dill
1: pickles. The only difference is that you're putting like the dill like seasoning in it, right? What's I mean, the difference between they, dill and relish? Can I not make dill pickles and well, a like relish? Sweet, sweet pickle, I guess. I, should, I don't give a I fuck. That's my thing. I like it on my hot dogs, and I like it on my burgers. That's about it. Do you like brats? Yeah. I love brats. Mustard. So, yeah. So with Get that snap, I like. I like. I like that bitter, salty. You know what I'm saying? Like I can't do like regular hot dogs. It's got to be all beef franks, like yeah. Nathan's. You know what I mean? Like it's got a little bit of oomph oh, no, to it.
0: see, at home we're all barf.
1: Yeah, but see, but that's like that's like, a... like baloney. That's like rolled baloney. Yep, yep. Nasty. That's, what she,
0: that's her favorite. <laughs> I can't. I can't so be judging you too it.
1: much. You might. You might just say the word fuck on my arm at this point. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, it's looking too all right. fucking Cool. To you know do what? That. But I will still say I appreciate the peanut butter on the burrito. Is pretty dope. Let me ask you this: Hangover cure? What's your hangover cure?
0: Oh, grease. Yeah, bacon, like yeah, bacon grease for sure. That's always helped. i mm-hmm. I'll eat like a, like sometimes there's been like cold like slab of pot roast in the fridge where it's got the white grease to it. Yeah, I'll baby. Just eat that just go. Yeah, baby. With that and I'm feeling good. Yeah. A couple of Advil. Chew the gel caps.
1: Yeah. Oh, no, chew the Oh, <laughs> fuck. I like uh my go-to since I was in high school was always uh two sausage egg McMuffins and then a black coffee, no sugar, no milk, no nothing, just a hot black coffee. Yeah. And then I drench everything in Tabasco sauce. Sweet. Yeah, that's the way to find. I it. love
0: I love black coffee. stuff. I, I I do half and half a lot now, but yeah. I do like black coffee. Now I do have a, an egg McMuffin story that's kind of
1: gross. Oh, what's up?
0: So uh, come on, dog. A buddy back in the day, he uh, swear to all our, our buddies and me that he jerked off down going down the road with an, an egg McMuffin.
1: Wait, like he put it in the egg McMuffin?
0: Yep, and just just like a rabbit, just went to town.
1: That's what's up. I yeah, mean, so
0: I mean, I I mean, you know, it's whatever.
1: Hey man, I mean, we've all been there. You know, me personally, I've never done the whole uh, microwave of grapefruit kind of thing, but I'm sure there's those weirdos out there. You got to do sure. what you got to
0: do. I mean, there's dudes like me eating Raisin Bran for their number. one I know one cereal. that's a
1: fucking <laughs> crazy. If if we're on a if we're on a vacation at a hotel. And I see you get a fucking bowl of raisin bran. Would it be out of the vending machine? Deep, beep, beep. Yeah. I'm sending you to I'm sending you to fucking Margaritaville and I'm leaving you there, dude. <laughs> you fucking Where's your... my
2: flip-flops? <laughs> Don't forget my flip-flops.
1: You know, you were talking about uh speaking of uh male genitalia and the ejaculation of it. Uh, I went to the doctors recently to get a consultation for a vasectomy, potentially, Mm -hmm. because the world's fucking crazy. And if my girlfriend's not allowed to have abortions in this state, then, hey, whatever, I might as well do my part. Right. The guy told me, I don't know if this is a compliment or not, but I went to the consultation, and I don't know about you. Did you ever, were you, are you an avid doctor's visit kind of guy? Oh, no. No. So when they touch your shit, it's like no big deal. It's their job, but it's a little weird, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's like pull he's like doing his shit he's like this is what I'm going to do this is what's going to feel like and it's it's causing me discomfort and he goes, "Oh, that's weird. You have a thicker than normal scrotal wall." <laughs> and I was like, "Okay." And he goes, "The problem is that it's going to probably hurt you a little more, so we need to give you anesthesia." And I was like, "Well, what if I don't want anesthesia?" He goes, "The reason why I recommend it is because if I'm doing my shit down there and you move, I'm going to stab your balls. Like there's you know what I'm saying? Like so. Right. So it's like at this point, like if it's I gotta housing, cut through it like a fucking Thanksgiving turkey, right? So it's like if it's gonna hurt you now, like it's gonna hurt you then, you know? So Fuck. I go home. I go home, and she goes, well, "How to go?" I goes. Turns out, I have a I have a thick scrotum wall. So I've just been telling people that. You know what, man? Uh, how do you like your steak? I don't know, but my scrotum wall is so <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: fucking
1: thick. <laughs> Fuck. Fuck, man. Oh, that's Eight. I don't um, know. I
0: mean, just... I mean, they got to have, like a, like, a different scalpel that can fucking get through it.
1: I don't know. It just scared me because, you know, some doctors get really technical, but some doctors keep it casual. And the fact oh, yeah. that he said, I'm not joking, he said, I will stab your balls, sounded very threatening. So, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah,
0: that's like, damn,
1: okay. I don't know. It's, you
0: know, I mean... Uh, at one point in my life, maybe I was weird about being naked in front of doctors, but
1: I've been naked in front of
0: so many. Yeah, doctors. I never give a shit
1: about that. I played oh, yeah. sports in school, like whatever. Weirdly enough, I have this weird thing where like I refuse to use a public bathroom. Right. Got no problem showering with dudes. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just like whatever. Yeah, whatever. It's like a whole other thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know. It's just like this like frag. That's like that fragile thing. Oh, yeah. Have you ever? Have you ever had uh, the opportunity? I don't want to say opportunity because it sounds kind of fucked up. But has anyone ever come to you for like racially? Charge no, tattoos? I've
0: been I've been fortunate between states I've been in and all that, so yeah, no, I haven't even been hit up for that. So yeah, really? I'm, I'm, yeah, I've had like, a, well, you know, I mean, that's not boring to me, but like as far as that kind of shit goes, yeah, nothing.
1: You know, I think that everyone has a has a niche, and I feel like every artist has like their own kind of go to. Right. Um, no bad blood with the ex that I had, uh, but uh, first time I ever met her dad, we went. Um, like, they had, like, a like an apartment pool, right? So, we we're going to go swimming, and he joined us. And, you know, oh, it's awesome to meet you, you know, stuff like that, yada, yada, yada. Pulls off his shirt, and on his belly, from, like, his chest, like, whatever, like, the middle of his chest to his belly, he's got a big shark. There's a huge ribbon that says, The Great White Race. Oh, fuck. And I'm just like, who? Just loud and proud right yeah, there. I'm yeah, I'm like... It, I don't know, he, he always said, again, no disrespect to her, it's just her dad, but he was yeah. just like, oh, you know, that was back, you know, I was in prison, and like I was like, I don't know, bro, like, right. I hear all these stories about these good guys that are like, you know, covering up those kind of tattoos, I'm like, I feel like you have your opportunity to get it covered yeah. if you, know, but no, you never had anyone like that? Nope, yeah, I've been, like I said, pretty, pretty
0: lucky, you know, I've had good clients, and you know, if I'm not, if, if we can't settle on a design together with each other, there's never been, like, any weird hard feelings or anything. It's just like,
1: all right, cool, I'm not the artist so for you. So there and, has been situations where you've kind of had to refuse service.
0: Um, yeah, if, if people become, like, a fucking pain in the ass, where I'm just like... Look. Any kind of
1: stories you can give me?
0: <sighs> not that I can fucking think of offhand, I guess, but just because it hasn't happened in like in, like, recent years, like... There was one sailor kid him and I ended up settling on the fucking design but um, he was a I almost, you know, didn't do the piece but he uh, put he wanted a fucking paragraph on his whole fucking rib cage completely backwards so he could read it in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> you okay. Know what I mean, so it was like a vanity, I don't know what it was. Sure. But this was, you know, I mean, back in the day when yeah, it wasn't fucking as easy as like, oh fucking Pop that fucking paragraph in your iPad, flip that bitch around, and fucking print it. You know, it was like yeah. I fucking hand wrote this fucking shit out, yeah, fucking backwards, right? You know, out of you know, my lettering fucking books and all that shit. So I mean, it was, it was a pain in the ass. Just because it was like, you know, oh no, now I want to change the lettering for this. And you know, I understand like, yeah, you got a deposit down, but it's like, you know, that's more kind of holding your fucking spot. Because oh, it's like when it becomes busy, that's that's my deposit. Mm-hmm. You're, you're you're locking your spot down. Because there's times where I'll draw on your skin, too. Yeah. You know, and I have an artist here, Angel, that he's, he's mostly a freehand.
1: Well, fuck, it gives me anxiety when you're talking about these old days where there were just people waiting in the waiting room.
0: Oh, fuck, till fucking 2 in the
1: morning. That's so crazy.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was, at, at one point, Evolution was, I mean, it was 12 to 12 was the actual physical shop hours. You know, I mean, that was just it. You know, but, I mean, there was... Artist tattooing all night long, I mean it You know they leave. I mean, the, if you're
1: gonna pay me, you yeah.
0: Know? You know, I mean they'd leave the bar, go back fucking tattoo. Yeah. You know, I mean it was yeah. Evolution was a crazy fucking crazy shop. It, it's 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 a badass you know milestone in my life, being that I was a part of that and still am because you know Tom and I were still you know friends. You know I mean we're still yeah. You know I, I've always looked up to him for. You know, like guidance and yeah, yeah. And you know, I mean, we've broken bread with each other. We've, you know, I've. He's got boy-girl twins that you know I, fucking used to, pick them up when they were three years old. Yeah. You know, I mean, so I've always been like Uncle Jared right. and his oldest daughter. I remember her. You guys still was, in contact? Yep. Yeah, we just uh, see her, and I just saw him up in uh, Washington on our last trip up there.
1: That's cool. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. So, you know, to kind of go a little bit more in depth just about, like, your career with, with tattooing, has there ever been a situation where you were afraid that your profession would get in the way of your family or personal life? Was there ever a situation that um, you feel like you had to hang it up to maybe well, there salvage?
0: Was, there was many times. I mean, yeah, I mean, my, you know, ex-wife was never supportive of this, you know, so, I mean, yeah, it made it difficult for anything to to keep, but, you know, there, there became a point in my life where I just finally said, you know what? Fuck you. Yeah. Peace the fuck out. Right. I hope you find your fucking happiness.
1: Was there ever a situation where you felt like quitting?
0: Um. Yeah, I got discouraged in my younger days of tattooing, where, I, you know, I mean, you know, it's funny because, you know, I get a lot of people asking me for black and gray pieces now, but there was a point in my early career where fucking black and gray was the biggest thing I fucking struggled at Mm -hmm. was getting that fucking smooth transition okay and it was just
1: but never as like that made me
0: that made me want to quit and I remember yeah I mean there was but
1: never as a 20 year veteran you're like what the fuck am I doing now yeah
0: no I I love it I'm
1: And you see yourself doing it till old age? I hope I
0: can fucking... Angel just asked me that same question uh, last week. He said, how long do you picture yourself tattooing? And I said, I fucking hope if this world keeps me till... If I'm around until 80, then I'm still tattooing. That I make that 60-year mark of, you know, I mean, keeping your mind going, keeping... You know, I hope I...
1: Well, hey, you're like what, sixty-two now? So I'm I mean, almost yeah. there. So I mean, if
0: I can get, yeah, I mean, we're getting there. My grays are showing up.
1: You're gonna, you're gonna have your uh, tattoo hours from four a.m. to six p.m. Because that's we're getting there. Yeah, as we long don't, as
0: someone brings me an English muffin and a slice of grapefruit. Yeah. Fuck. Hey, I don't, ta- good, I, don't I don't tattoo
1: after dinner. You know yeah. what I mean?
0: <laughs> I do start early. I mean, I'll start as early as nine a.m.
1: You know, I got to ask you this question, too, is, uh, you know, we were kind of talking about it earlier. So, what you know, your uh, your lady, uh, you guys have been together for five years, which congratulations on that. You know, she's a little bit younger than you. Well, you know, was that, is that something that was new to you? The age gap? Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was definitely, uh, like, new, but she had carried herself so mature, which she still does. So that for it people, wasn't like, uh, you know, she was already a homeowner. She
1: Right. So I met you through your lady. Yep. I used to actually work with her. Mm-hmm. Uh, huge ball buster back at the old Pizza Hut yeah. days. And, uh, you know, not much has changed. Just kidding. Yeah. You know, you're awesome. Um, <laughs> but I was curious about that, too. I mean, meeting your parents for the first time, was it like kind of like a trip?
0: It was, it was fucking awesome, man. Those people fucking opened their home to me with open arms. And oh. just, you know, I mean, they... You know, there was like a little occasional joke here and there, but her dad was just like, if you can't, to her, if you can't laugh about it, what's the what's the right. point of it? And her mom, you know, it's like, we, we always, here and I, we're we always laughing about it, but she'll, her mom will be at dinner table and she'll look at me and she'll be
1: like, you remember back in the day, you know, like me? And <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah, I get it. Hey, do you remember the Dick Van Dyke show? Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, you
0: got it. Because there's what? There's, I think, 12 years difference between her and my, and her dad mm-hmm. and I, and. Maybe, what, 10 years between your mom? Yeah, something like that. Okay. But, yeah, they're they're fucking awesome people, man. They uh, never once have, like, you know, judged it or made me feel weird about it. And they've always just, you know, you know, her dad recently told me, hey, you you know, you make her happy and I can see that. It's always a good feeling. That matters. Yeah, definitely. It's always a good feeling, you know. And I've tattooed her dad, you know. I was going to ask you
1: if you've done any uh, work on them.
0: Yep, yeah, I've tattooed her dad that was pretty cool.
1: You can't see it on camera, but she's over here uh, monitoring everything he says. So yeah. in case there's any uh, objection, she's ready to go. She's so. ready to go. Yeah.
0: She's got me. She's, she's, she's my number one support, man. Always has since the moment I met her.
1: You need that, man. You need a good person in your life yeah. to just kind of not only support you in your dreams, but um, kind of guide you in the right direction. Yeah. You know, um, It's funny. When I met her,
0: I was going to share this because this is a recent story. <laughs> um, you know, when I first met her, I had dreadlocks. Um,
1: you know, my beard was just
0: ragged. Haggied. Yeah, you looked
1: like Rob Zombie. I remember and, that. Yeah. yeah. And,
0: <laughs> uh, you know, cigarette smoker, um, just whatever. That was just me. And, you know, then out of the blue, I had uh, cut my beard. And, well, first I cut my dreads. And then, you know, I cut my beard and I was wearing no beard for. Can I ask
1: how long you were uh, having the dreads for? Oh, how long gosh. did that take you?
0: That set was for, I had that for about two years.
1: Did you reek of patchouli? No. No? no I kept them very clean. <laughs>
0: yeah, I would, um, you know, wash them probably three times a week with Dr. Bronner's.
1: Uh, so why'd you cut them?
0: So I just, you know, that was my third set, so it was just kind of time to say goodbye to that journey. And mm-hmm. um, well, then I, you know, started wearing a, you know, clean cleaner face, not so bearded for, you know, a couple years. And mm-hmm. she'd got used to that, and then I'd recently grown my beard back, and then I had cut it, and a couple days later she had said, uh, "I can't believe I'm gonna say this because she loved my, you know, without my beard," and she said, "I can't believe I'm gonna say uh-huh. this. I miss you without your beard."
1: Are you a boy band kind of go- lady? You like you like <laughs> him clean shaved? Yeah. No. But see, she
0: told me she missed it. See, I and can't. And I asked her what had changed, and she said it's because it's who you are.
1: See, see I see. can't grow facial hair. I just get I get this sick little mustache, and that's about it. And every time I shave it, Allie's not stoked at all. And she will pretend. She'll always say, "Well, you know that stupid lame shit that your partner with." Oh, I love you. Just for, you're lying. You're no. You all see, right. you want my mustache. You know what I'm saying? All right. So I admire the kind of guy that can grow a sick ass beard because I can't do that all genetics give it more stress in your life and it'll no it is but see but that's what i'm mad about is that my dad finally started growing a beard in his like 40s when beards became the cool thing and now i'm afraid that once i grow a beard they're being like that's so 2018 jacob just remember
0: if it's cool to you then fucking sport that motherfucker
1: yeah you know i have this problem where i just if you say one thing negative about i can't i can't live on this earth knowing that people hate me and that's just like not hate but like talk shit right you know what i'm saying it's a hard thing to get over so actually that kind of that kind of goes towards another thing right. where how do you handle your i mean are you are you pretty susceptible to criticism i mean i'll i'll take it yeah i mean i'll definitely but you haven't had a situation where we're done here and you you finish up and they're like dude that looks like shit have you
0: no ha- no, no I, I i have so many Current clients, which I'm so thankful for. I mean, that's, you know, but I mean, I I try to treat every client, I try to treat every person that comes in here great. You know, I, I had tattooed one of my clients, and the first time I had tattooed her, she had gotten something very small. It was a little typewriter font across her forearm, and she had said, wow, I went to three different shops, and they almost, one shop almost made me cry because they made me feel almost stupid for wanting to get this. Really? And, and, you know, I've seen that through the years. I mean, even, you know, shops back in Washington where I'm just like, fuck, I can't believe you just said that to that person. That's fucking stupid. Yeah. That's taking fucking money away from me. Right. And so, you know, I did that tattoo. And, I mean, it's turned into, you know, I mean, she came back and got a huge fucking thigh piece. And, you know, we got a, a we're starting to sleeve. She's already set on the books for October. Yeah. She sent me a friend who recently we just started a full back piece on him. So, I mean, you know, I mean, that's how it comes around, man. I mean, it's and that's why, you know, I get pissed when, when you do see people turn away shit. Cause it's like that little fucking tiny tattoo. That's. Do you feel like you...
1: They, but do you feel like they turn it away because it's not worth their time or is it more so it's because they feel like they can't do it?
0: I think. A lot of people in this industry kind of get like a rock star attitude with oh for sure and that's fine i mean have have that that's cool teach their own i don't i don't care i don't i'm not looking to be fucking you know famous with this shit i just want to do you know cool tattoos and in my area where i'm at you know wherever wherever I, i i land is arizona always gonna be it who the fuck knows
1: So here's here's a big one that I know a lot of people who, you know, are avid tattoo getters or want to get one. They always ask, um, would you say that there's a huge difference between piece by piece and hourly? That's my first part of my question.
0: Well, I mean, I'm a person that I, I piece price everything, you know, and I mean, but I don't, you know, tattoo at a pace where I feel hourly is fair because I end up fucking myself. Yeah. And it's like I look at it like if I do a piece that looks fucking just as good or fucking if it looks fucking even cooler than the guy down the street that took him fucking three hours longer, Mm -hmm. why should I eat fucking money? Right. If I'm producing fucking
1: quality. So you're a piece-by-piece guy. I'm a piece-by-piece guy. So let me ask you this. So where do you gauge your piece-by-piece work? Like what defines a $200 piece or a $2,000 piece? Does it come from experience or does it come from well, here's word a, of mouth?
0: With my, with my pricing and everything, yeah, I mean, you're paying for, you know, not only your piece, your time, your experience, but you're paying, yeah, for fucking experience. You're paying for, you know, all that shit. And, you know, people don't, when I tell them their price, they don't bat one fucking eye at it. And people that do, I'm like, I'm like that's cool. Yeah. You know? It's not going to
1: affect me. I don't know. I've known people that do this weird price-matching things with tattooists, and and I think just, you know, I think in the grand scheme of things, there's no difference between something like I'm going to tattoo your arm or I'm going to do your landscaping job. $50 versus $200, you're going to see the result. All
2: right.
1: You know, and I I think that that's kind of the the thing that a lot of people have, that, you know, you see the memes on Facebook or whatever, but you just don't really seem to understand that there's always – there's always a person that's like, oh, I know a guy that'll do, you know, you're charging me $300. Yeah. They'll do it for 100 It's like, well, great. You go get that $100 work. Yeah. We used to have a sign hanging up in the at Tattoo
0: Evolution that said, if your friend can do your tattoo for 6 bucks and a case of beer, what the hell are you doing here? Right. You know, and it's just kind of like, yeah, I mean. And, you know, I mean, some people are kind of like, you know, they're always kind of like, oh, well, what, what's your deal with the deposit? And, you know, I, I require a deposit for
1: any appointment, you know, it's it's generally a two hundred dollar deposit
0: and that goes towards the cost of your tattoo.
1: See, but it perplexes me that it's just, you know, we've talked about it numerous times already on this on this episode, that it's just this is a part of you now. Yeah. And and, and so people who are so lackluster and nonchalant about just, well, I don't really want to do the deposit. It's just what do you want? Right. Well, and I look at it as like, okay, so if you're
0: you're coming into the shop, you got referred to me, so you've already, you know, seen my work in person or you've seen her on social media, whatever, and so you're here. Cool. You made it here. I look at it. You're going to, if you're going to pay 600 bucks for your piece, you know, okay, yeah, that sounds good, 600 bucks, whatever. Just throwing a number out there. Yeah. And, you know, I say, okay, it's going to be $200 deposit that goes towards the cost of your tattoo. I look at it okay. If if you know you're paying six hundred bucks for this tattoo, you're not going to care fucking throwing two hundred bucks down for it. Like really, when I'm not saying right at that day, but when it comes down to you know committing to your tattoo, yeah, just fucking throw your deposit down. Right. You know I mean that's and people that don't I'm just like yeah, that's cool. I mean, they you know, the, the line gets gets longer. You know so yeah it's just kind of one of those things but it's you know if you don't do it you, you get burned every time oh for sure you know you, you've wasted time drawing you've told other people no i can't get you in today because i have this appointment coming in so i mean it's a it's a fucking necessity because yeah. it's you know i mean it's anyone's time is fucking important
1: yeah sure especially if you're i mean you're an independent businessman i mean that's yeah. what it comes down to at the end of the day yeah you know it's I not i got to
0: keep making that for my red baron pizzas man
1: yeah <laughs> shit the way that time's going i'm surprised there isn't a fucking guy at walmart that will do tattoos yeah. fuck you know what i yeah. mean so i it's mean just, it's kind of do you ever feel intimidated that you have to pick your own price so you're worried about what people will say or do you feel like you no. get enough business to not yeah. worry about that and
0: it's just uh, you know like i said you know i mean you deliver stuff with confidence you have work to show people you explain to people you know why things are what they are and you know even though Arizona doesn't regulate, you know, the tattoo industry it's it's still you know I have my artists they have, you know, bloodborne pathogens classes, you know, we have sharps containers and you know So is that a
1: class like a like a like a food safety? It's yeah, I mean it's
0: it's just, you know, they update you with, you know, their, you know, guidelines with, you know, OSHA's and stuff, you know. It's, it's something to show people but i mean they do have some
1: knowledgeable stuff some of it doesn't
0: pertain to us you know and yeah you can skip through that shit but
1: you know it's almost weirdly disconcerting like how cool arizona is to just be like fuck it like you know <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> I mean, know? it's just
0: kind of like whatever you know yeah i just but it's you know i'm not used to it i'm not used to their age you know dink thing with tattoos either what like, do you mean others, age? like other states you know it was by law state here you can regardless of with a parent consent it didn't fucking matter mm-hmm. i had
1: so many parents in washington
0: they're my fucking kid and i'm like yeah it's my fucking business license sorry you know right. not tattooing your kid
1: yeah because i mean at the end of the day yeah, yeah. it's not me or them fucking, you know yeah, yeah
0: by time they're fucking actually 18 are they gonna want fucking pokemon lives on their fucking arm Whatever the fuck. I think
1: about that shit so many times, right. my man. Look, I think if people want, you know, I see some dudes, and it's always a dude. It's not a chick, but there's always a dude with a fucking like Charizard forearm piece and a Yu Gi Oh! fucking like, like other, like the behind it. And I'm just like thinking to myself, like, is that, are you going to be that fucking guy as an, you know, like, I don't know. Right, right. You know, I think that you know, personally I got a bingo dauber on my shin that looks like a fucking green headed dildo. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so I mean fuck.
1: <laughs> Are there any tattoos on your body that you regret other than that one? I mean, well I mean yeah, there's so many. Yeah, so yeah. many. Is there anyone in particular you want to talk about?
0: Uh, let's see. Well it's it's been covered up now, but yeah, an ex wife's name. Nice. Yeah, that was the
1: that was one. i feel like that's always a curse yeah i feel like it's always a curse and i always joke with Ali. i said one day i said you give me 50 years so keep in mind i said best case scenario i'm 80 years old i said you give me 50 years of marriage i'll post malone your name on the top of my fucking eyebrow
0: (laughs) awesome well if i make it to my fucking 80 year mark
1: yeah i'll rephrase yeah (laughs) exactly perfect (laughs) Are there any Are there any spots on the body that you're just like you have to tell them like Hey, I'm letting you know right now, stay fucking still.
0: Oh, I mean, yeah. Well, most everywhere, but um, you know, I mean, fingers like when they're wanting to do little tiny, tiny lettering and sh- and shit like that because there's no room to like oh, I, I can go fucking shade a little bit over here and hide that. Yeah, like lettering is you know if it's not like, you know, the really involved cool you know, filigree lettering, you know, then it's like, you know, it's too precise. There's no room for any kind of shit.
1: Yeah. It's kind of hard when you have those people that say they want these, essentially these surgery tattoos, but their pain tolerance is either low or they're, do you get, do you get a lot of, uh, wasted people in here? Uh, not here, but like in your life, like have you ever had just people just barge in and just be like, you know, you know what I want? Like, yeah, I mean, it's happened for sure. And you know, I mean, you know, tattoo him. You know,
0: nine out of ten, you know, you tell him to come back the next day, you'll never see him again. Yeah, you know.
1: You know, I, I gotta say kudos to businesses that understand that kind of shit. Because, like, you know, I like to dabble in my my booze and like stuff like that. I was actually afraid <laughs> last time I went to go to Utah. Uh, my flight got delayed, and uh, I sat, I sat at an airport bar. And I didn't know this. I, mean, I guess it's common sense most people, but I didn't know that they have the right to not put you on the plane if you're messed up. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. And I've been watching this old A and E show where it's literally that. Like it's literally just about like an airlines that they tell about their stories and stuff like that. But most of it was um, like drunk people. And I was fucking wasted like i was just like you know fucking what fuck were you it. drinking that day do you remember uh so i mean it was like any normal day it's just like when i because i ha, i have flight anxiety <laughs> <laughs> the other day, okay. i know i know it sounds messed up like any other day oh, yeah. i was messed up <laughs> um, <laughs> but i have i have flight anxiety um not when i take off but when i get in the air yeah like i you know it, it, like is all, it you're
0: just like anticipating turbulence kind or?
1: of it's more so just the fact that like i'm not afraid of heights i'm afraid of heights that I don't have enough time to understand that this is going to kill me. Yeah. And, 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 you know, people say like, I've heard of these crazy situations where people fall out of the sky. Like they're in these plane crashes and they survive, oh, but yeah. the whole time they're, they're
0: three times. Yeah. Like, it. but
1: yeah. My, that's my thing is that I'm just like, I am 35,000 feet in the air right now, you know? So I, I have to have some kind of lucidity to fall asleep or to focus on my movie but uh, So my flight gets delayed, and I'm like, fuck it. The next flight's not for another hour and a half. I, my go-to, if I want to get a good buzz really quick, I always do Jameson and Guinness. Okay. I, don't, I don't, like, bomb it, you know what I mean? But I'll do, like, my shot at Jameson, and then I'll pound that Guinness, you know? And I get back to the gate, and I'm just like, I, 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 just, I just wanted it. And they, uh, it's so funny because I know my stepmom's going to listen to this, and she's going to understand that, <laughs> or she's going to hear the story. But they called a supervisor over, and they're like are you okay? And I, I heard that and I was like oh fuck. <laughs> and I have to just pretend that I'm not in a DUI situation. Right. You know what I mean? I'm like no, uh, I'm I'm solid. I'm, I'm uh, you know what I mean? And they're like okay. <laughs> just it would be in your, they said it would be in your best interest if you just stayed at the gate. And I said all right. Oh, wow. Fuck it, you know, I, right, I don't right. know. I I have this thing where look, don't drink and drive. Don't be stupid. Don't drink booze till you can't walk, but a lot of situations in life, I seem to just feel a lot more comfortable when I'm a little under the influence, right. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I'm sure you can agree, you know, oh, just, yeah. like, you know, I'm a people person, but I have a lot more fun with people when I've been drinking. Yeah, I can get that. You know? I think it keeps me more, like, you know, you know, I'll have a
0: beer when we go out to dinner, and that keeps me kind of, because, you know, I mean, my anxiety with, like, social venues isn't always the greatest. It's getting, It's gotten a lot better, especially since, you know, I mean, you know, Sierra and I have gotten together. You know, she's kind of helped me through that a lot. Yeah. But, you know, the beard definitely helps me, like, just be relaxed. And, you know, I'll smoke a big, fat fucking bowl before I...
1: So, okay, so let me ask you this. What is your ideal uh, weed ingestant? Um, I per- I dab a lot, you know. See, that scares me. I've had one... I'm going to tell you a story. We'll-, we'll wrap up soon, but i got to tell you this story. So I had a friend who's a mutual friend of your lady. Well, was a mutual friend. And uh, that's all I did was dabs. At one point, and this is my thing with dabs, is I think if normal weed isn't doing it for you and you're doing dabs, pure THC, you're a fucking wild man, right? right. So this was back in the day when, like, dabs really became a thing, you know? And so they do the whole thing. You know, two hits, I'm done on normal weed. Right. So, I, you know, but I'm over here doing dabs. I'll never forget. I lived in the same apartment complex as this guy. And my girlfriend at the time, she had to walk me home like a movie. Like she's, (laughs) she's got her hand over me or her arm or whatever. We get upstairs. I'll never forget. She throws me on the bed. She's, she's wiping off her makeup. She's telling me the story. You ever have those situations where you're so stoned? You don't know if you're thinking or you're saying it out loud, Yeah, yeah. dude, this was so messed up. (laughs) So she's talking and I thought I was thinking this and out loud. I go, Holy shit! You talk so much. Not only does she decide to change gears and start to argue with me, I am so fucking high, Jared. I'm like, I'm gonna lose this. I'm well, gonna lose this. Lose, lose. So now, ever since then, I have this horrible thing with dabs, but with beer, it's such a nice, steady climb. Right. It's not a punch to the face. <laughs> it's yeah. a, I'm at, I'm at, I'm at a bar. Like I'm watching a, a you know, a Raiders game. Big Raiders fan. You know, I'm watching a football game, I'm at the river, like, just throughout the day. You know, you start at noon, 8 o'clock, you're at number 16. You know what I'm saying? And at right. 8 o'clock, it's like, ah, oh, I'm going to call it quits.
0: Yeah. Those but are with, good
1: days. Yeah, it's a great day. <laughs> but uh, with weed, it's just, it, it feels like it's so... Have you ever... Are you... You know, you, we talked about psychedelics, we talked about weed, we talked about booze. Have you ever dabbled in, like, some little bit harsher stuff?
0: Yeah, I've, I've done cocaine. You know, mm-hmm. I've, I've put cocaine and whiskey. Also, not cocaine. a fan anymore. <laughs> no, I, I had my day in the sun with it. I've I've skated lots of uh, you know situations that probably could have been bad with law enforcement. I was going to ask you, any jail time? No, I've been cuffed a few times, but never uh, never booked. Always uh, always let go. What are they saying, Shawshank Redemption?
1: <laughs> uh, Everyone's
0: fucking innocent.
1: Yeah, yeah. Every, yeah. I don't know, so, man. no,
0: I mean, yeah, I, I definitely, uh, psychedelics were great, man. I fucking, I did love, you know, every,
1: well, no, I had a couple bad trips, but most of them were pretty good, you know. See, so I've only, I've had trips that start amazing. Holy fuck, Jared, that sucked. Oh, my God, yeah. this this part sucks so bad. Everyone who's, I wish
0: I had a meatball to offer you.
1: Oh, my God, this fucking, <laughs> I'm trying so hard, you guys, to just talk through this shit. Holy fuck! Um, <laughs> um, it's always started good. I've only done acid twice and mushrooms, no, both twice, and um, they always start good. But it's the peak and the come down that are just obnoxiously hard. Yeah. So you were talking about just when you were stuck in the in the porta potty and and, and you know all the shit that you were seeing. My Man, thing I've is that
0: bad, I've had crazy vigils. Um, There's even one time I. I was bridge jumping you know at this out in uh, washington out in the uh river yeah and i jumped out this bridge and i remember looking down and as i fucking looked down the fucking water turned to fucking like ground like holy shit feel the grass and shit and i was like what the fuck so i hit and i'm like fucking all of a sudden i'm under fucking dirt water but i'm under dirt and i'm like what the fuck this is weird (laughs) and i'm like fucking get out of the fucking dirt and i was like what the fuck and i you know just like it was a quick fucking just i'm
1: like oh wait no i'm in the fucking river fucking idiot Ah, see you gotta have your mental checks on that like one thing that messed me up and um it was uh it was weird like you know i was at my buddy's house and and his house goes from uh carpet to nylon floors you know Mm -hmm. It's so weird what your brain will perceive as just, like, a trip. Like, it, oh, like yeah. you t- keep telling yourself, this isn't real, this isn't real, but it feels... Like, my biggest thing was that I wouldn't go into his kitchen because the carpet to nylon felt like a 15-foot drop. Right. Like, I would look at it, and it looked like I was diving into a pool that had no water in it. Oh, yeah, that's and it's up. so weird what your body will do, but see, that's what I'm saying. It's just like, beer? None of that. Right. Whiskey makes me feel like a gentleman, wine makes me cry, but beer solid you know good burps yeah <laughs> yeah that's the other thing too is that when you're finished for the night and you go lay down you have the spins and then you just unleash just a burp of all burps you're like oh bedtime now for sure
0: <laughs> bedtime <laughs> yeah
1: oh, yeah well the last question i had uh you know just to kind of wrap this up is you know everyone starts somewhere and um you know, it, it seems like, obviously, tattoo's not going anywhere. It's it, it's an art form that more and more people, as the years progress, it's a normal thing. It's a, not so much a taboo thing. People love to get them for any kind of occasion. It's kind of like a bar, you know. It's just, you're celebrating, it's your birthday, Absolutely. whatever, you know, and people love getting it. For people who want to start doing it, I mean, is there any kind of pointers that you can give to them?
0: Uh, constantly be drawing. Art is, like, definitely the best biggest thing because you know I mean people rely on a stencil in their you know pre-drawn out designs but say you lose that stencil what do you do on the fly you know I mean you got to be able to you know know your piece you know so I mean drawing is huge and find a a good reputable shop that's willing to give you an apprenticeship just so you have the understanding of what the fucking industry is and what the industry is going to fucking throw your way and I mean, because, yeah, whatever. Yeah, anybody can just go on Amazon and get a fucking tattoo machine. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's that's the world we live in, and that's that's cool. Whatever. It's it's, you know, you're not gonna get away from it. So I'm not gonna sit here and be like, no, fuck you. Yeah. You know, it's just whatever. You know, I mean, you still, you know, I still have clients that, you know, they've gone and gotten pieces from. People that weren't experienced, even after getting done work by me, and they come back for me to fix it, and I'm like... What the fuck is this? Yeah, you know, like, I just kind of, like, confused, like... Well, I mean, if you were wanting to just kind of try other work, like, try someone in the shop, you know, or whatever. I mean, it's just kind of whatever. But, I mean, people just need to, you know... I mean, yeah, everybody starts somewhere, and, I mean, I'm always willing to try to, you know, I mean, help who I can along my way, but, I mean, I'm still... I still learn every fucking tattoo I do. Yeah? You know, yeah, you're never done learning. If you think you're done learning, you know. You're, well, it's I, not like you're a tool maker at a machine shop. Sure. Know, you're at the end of your
1: game, you know. Fuck yeah. no. There's... I appreciate the humbleness, you know. Like you said earlier in this episode that a lot of people have this rock star complex. Yeah. You know, and um, it's uh, it could be daunting.
0: Yeah, for sure. Because, you know, I mean, I've had, you know, I mean, you can see it. I've even walked into shops before where, you know, I mean, they just kind of, you know, give you a fucking attitude. And it's like why? What's, what's the
1: fucking point? Yeah. You know? You don't want to discourage, you know, other people.
0: No, I mean, I think anybody, if, if somebody wants to pursue tattooing, definitely fucking pursue it. Just, you know, go through the right channels. Well, shit, it. I'll
1: tell you, now more than ever, it's a pretty sick profession.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, uh, like you said, it's, it's so mainstream that, you know, all walks of life want to get tattooed. hmm You know, I mean, it's definitely, uh, you know, and there's no real limitations on really what can be done. I mean, shit right
1: well uh where can uh
0: where can people find you uh we are at the northeast corner of 103rd avenue on olive in sun city
1: arizona and uh any instagram hit or instagram facebook anything like that instagram is uh the shop instagram is hyper
0: lucid studios underscore uh mine is hyper
1: underscore lucid underscore studios very guess, cool that's yeah, right all uh, right, we killed it all right cool all right everybody well uh we'll go ahead and wrap up here uh i promise you we'll be right back we're gonna see the end results and uh for those of you who don't stick around episode 50 jared i want to thank you so much for your time shit, yeah. it's been a wonderful pleasure for you beating the shit out of my arm oh, hell yeah i love you all and uh we'll see you next episode Like what you heard, tap into their Instagram and Twitter. The information right below with their email. It's time you've been the bullet and started caring about something with all your heart and energy. Be sure to lock into the channel by subscribing and check out the previous episodes. But
0: until then, we'll see you next week with a new one. We out for now.